This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie. That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup following Wednesday night's game in Toronto, an 8-6 Blue Jays victory. This is episode number 63. Jim Rosenhouse along with you, and if you like to play the numbers game along with us, 63s in the past for the Cleveland Indians, currently being worn by Justin Garza, but there have been some good ones. Justin Masterson had a nice run wearing that uniform number back in uh, from 2009 to 2014. And prior to that, a really good relief pitcher for the Indians, Rafael Betancourt, a key part of their bullpen with some good clubs uh, back in uh, that 2007 range when they made that nice run through the postseason. Victor Martinez wore 63 when he was first called up from the minor leagues back in 2002. So it has a an interesting legacy, some really good ones for a high number uh, number 63. Uh, some pretty good pitchers especially have worn that number in the past. Well, uh, coming up a little bit later on in our podcast today, a really fun interview that we did with Fran Mill Reyes, a thoughtful interview about uh, Terry Francona stepping aside for the remainder of the season and also his hot stretch at the plate since returning from injury. But first, a look back at last night, a, a tough start for the Indians. They fell behind 8 nothing to the Blue Jays, only to come back and make a game of it. In fact, they had the tying run at the plate in the ninth inning with Austin Hedges, and eventually they fell by that 8-6 to six final score. But it was the beginning that got it going for the Blue Jays' first pitch of the game George Springer, the second game in a row, hit a leadoff home run in the first inning to set the Blue Jays on their way. And DeMarlo Hale, the Indians' acting manager, talked about that after the game, how tough and out he can be at the start. You know what? I, I mean, the momentum shifts right away. And um, um, <clears throat> and I don't even think he's – well, maybe he did see um, – um, Mejia. Mejia. Um, I was looking. I don't think he has. But he, anyway, I mean, he, he, you know what? He, he put a good swing on it, and um, uh, that's what he does. That's That was the first time that he had faced him. So, you know, you were thinking that maybe he um, might look at a pitch, see release, you know, but, you know, as evidence, you know, when you, you, you got the video and film, you, you can kind of jump ahead a little bit and, 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 and get comfortable with some things. So, um, you know, he's a weapon at the top of the order for sure. I know there's no moral victories in big league baseball, but no. just what does it mean to you that this team played to the final out and got that close? Well, I mean, we, we talked about that, and it was even conversation, you know, in the bench. Let's just keep grinding. Um, 
you know, when, when you put up a four run in the first and then a three run in the third, um, and then you look, zeros follow, you know, what you want to do is just kind of chip away. And, um, you know, when you look at the final line score, I, I mean, the line is, is, is kind of crazy, you know, for us to hit them. Uh, we left more men on, um, but they scored more runs, and, and that's where it, it means the most. So, um, but for these guys to keep battling, you know, that's what it's about. Uh, that's what we talked about, who we are, and uh, playing the game the right way and, and competing at a high level um, daily. So um, that's something that we expect. I know Oscar hit the home run late, but I mean, he had four hits tonight. He swung the bat pretty well in Chicago. Yeah. What have you seen that he's been doing better on this trip? Well, I, I, I think you see him and he's swinging the strikes. You know, he's getting the ball uh, uh, in the zone uh, and having good swings. I mean, you know, we're going to chase some, but for the most part, you know, he's been swinging his strikes and, you know, he's been making pretty good contact, putting the barrel on the ball. And, you know, when you think about it, when you put the barrel on the ball, things can happen. Um, and, you know, the night he had was pretty good. I thought he played solid out there in left field as well. Um, you know, running back out there again tomorrow and, 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 and let him go, you know, see if he can sustain. With Mejia, is it more than just one thing right now, or what do you, you know, what are your just thoughts on where he's at? You know what, I, I, he, he's he's in a development type stage um, tonight. You know, out of the three innings, you know, he had seventy five pitches. Um, you know, the first inning, the thirty pitch count. Um, you know, he's strong enough, you know, to kind of endure and go back out. Um, but I saw where he was missing with his sinker on the inner half, uh, and he was missing with his slider on the other side, on the outer half. So the adjustment for me is, you know, you got to get somewhere in between there where you can put it on the plate a little bit, and um, that's the development that he, he he's going to go through and, and adjust his next time out, hopefully. Mr. Marlow, for Owen Miller to come so close in the fourth inning to, you know, coming through the big hit, uh, and then for him to get back up later in the game and and really execute at the plate when he got the pitch he wanted, uh, what's that say about where he is? Well, I, and I think he's making some adjustments as well. And you know, you 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 get comfortable um, um, to the major league baseball game, um, and and you start to understand some things that you want to do. You slow your heart beat down a little bit. Uh, you know, he's got a good swing. You know, it, it's. It's, it's really on him to, you know, command the zone uh, much better and, and, and put that good swing on as many balls as he can. And, you know, good things are happening. So, um, you know, it's good to see him, you know, with those kind of adjustments on this game and, and, and hopefully keep continuing moving forward. DeMarlo, I think this is the first time that Cleveland is below 500 since like May 1st or something. Obviously, the schedule recently has been pretty tough. A lot of a lot of winning teams. How would you say? How would you assess sort of the way the team has done with this kind of post All Star break stretch that you've been on here with facing some tough teams? Well, I, I mean, the schedule is the schedule, and and we're definitely going to play it. Um, but but I think instead of getting into the wins and losses, and you know, I, I know that's important when you look at the standings, but 
you know, considering, you know, where we had and some things that had taken place, you know, I like that we're being competitive and we're in games, you know, cause you know, the more of these type games we're in, I think as we go down the stretch and, you know, we will be better off in handling these situations. So, um, you know, it says a lot, um, but I often said that a big league team can beat a big league team. You know, I don't care where you are in the standings. Uh, I think it's important just to have the approach um, of competing and, and trying to, you know, respond to the situation that you're um, uh, faced with at that point. So a tough loss, but a lot of good things to be taken away from that game. That's the takeaway, certainly, from the Indians acting manager, DeMarlo Hale. And another night at the plate where it was base hits for Fran Mill Reyes as he continues to swing the bat well since returning from a stint on the injured list. We had a chance to catch up with him over the weekend in Chicago last weekend and touched on a variety of subjects, including what's allowed him to come back after missing six weeks and pick up really right where he left off. When I went to um, my first couple games in AAA, um, I was not focused on getting um, any hits or whatever. My first um, priority thing was like feel feel healthy, uh, feel with trust again. Like I had that little um, scare in every swing I took the first couple of games. But, but getting my trust back and getting my timing back was one of the most important things. Um, then when, when I went to double A, like it was already there. Um, it was kind of cool. So since I came back, I, I haven't stopped doing the same thing I, I did before I leave. Um, keep doing the same routine with, with my hitting coaches. And, um, you know, just try to be the same thing. Obviously, everyone wants to, to play every day. You had to miss time. Were there some things when you had to take a step back and just kind of watch the games for a little bit while you were healing that are you able to learn anything in, in that situation or is it just time where you're waiting to get back? I, I, I'm one of those guys that love um, studying the, the pitchers. Nah, I'm not like seeing what they pitch or how they throw um, depends on the situation. I like to see like the velocity, what, what I mean, what the fastball do, does if it moves or whatever, um, uh, the velocity of the change of slider or whatever. Like, I try to adjust to their velocity, you know? That's 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 what I like to do. And and, and in the time that I was off, I was able to see a couple of the games. You know, it was more cheering about my guys than, than just focusing in the pitchers. You mentioned cheering about your guys, and, and you've been uh, really adamant about belief in the team, um, how they play, winning, that type of thing. Uh, the last week or so, there have been some changes to the roster for sure. Uh, how do you approach that? And I know you've been through it before. You've been one of the ones who's been traded. But uh, as someone who's on a team, how do you deal with that when you see some friends go and, and know that there's some changes? Um, I'm... 100% agree with what um, Roberto said yesterday um, in the interview that he said uh, this is all we got. And I have a lot of trust for this team because, you know, like one of the most important thing is that this team is, is really young. They're hungry to play baseball. They, they, they want to win. And um, like I know we're 
eight or nine games from the first place, but a lot of things can happen. There's like a lot of games left and uh, we compete. And that was one of the things that I was talking to my teammates yesterday during the game. I, I look at the scoreboard in the eighth inning. I was like, this is crazy. Look at their team and look at um, the young we are and look how's the game. It's tied at four in the eighth inning. Like it should be a big um, different, but it's not. With Sivali, um, Bieber, and all those pitchers healthy, I know we can compete with the team we got right now. And and when they come back, hopefully, like we're gonna win a lot of games. You mentioned talking to your teammates. How long did it take you to get comfortable here, where you could do that and talk to them and and be in a leadership type of role? Um, I'm one of those guys that I don't really take much because I am very friendly. Um, I'm not shy at all. I, I try to um, talk to everybody, try to know everybody, their personality, and, and, and you know, that's how I get to know how to treat you, you know? So I know how all the guys love this game, how they respect. Uh, I can tell here in this team, everybody loves this game and show some respect for each other. And that's why they give me the trust to talk to them about anything. Like they can talk to me or, or the rest of the team. You know, there's some there's some people out there that you probably feel scared to talk because you don't know what they're gonna think about or, or what they're gonna say. But in this team, it's different. Like everybody give you the confidence to just let be you, um, let you be you. And, and if you wanna say something to cheer in the team, like you can see, it, you can say uh, freedom. And you mentioned that mindset, and, and I think that's something that Terry Francona tries to establish here as the manager, and now he's had to step aside for the remainder of the season. Uh, how, how has that impacted you in any way? Maybe um, not at all, or, or maybe a little bit, I don't know. Um, there's not a lot to say about that because, um, you know, healthy first. And like for me or for any of the guys, Having Tito as a manager is awesome. It's pretty awesome, and, and we wish that we can finish the season with him. But healthy is first, and we 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 like better that he get healthy, and then come back stronger, and try to move forward with with with, with the team we got, and then stay here. And something weird happen to him. We don't, we don't we don't want that. We we will feel really bad if, if something like that happens. So. We also uh, show some love for Tito, and, and I know he loves us too, and, and he's gonna be all right, and we're gonna be good too. All Everything we're gonna do these couple games is for him. We'll finish on a lighter note. Last home stand, you hit a long home run again. Is the scoreboard at Progressive Field still in play? You think, you think it's potential? Yeah, I'm, obviously, like, <laughs> it's, it's one of my goals. Um, the rest of my career, but you know, every every time I step in the box, I never thinking on on hitting the score. I'm just trying to put a good swing on the ball, and like those hanging breaking ball are very good to <laughs> to put up there. So every time I, I got a hanging breaking ball, I, I try to put a good swing and you know hit it in the barrel. Probably one day it will, it will land there, you know. We shall see. I wouldn't put it past you. Friend Mill, always great to have you along. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Yep, someday 
Fran Mil Reyes will hit the scoreboard in left field above the bleachers. Don't know when, but uh, boy, you just feel like it's coming at some point. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Thanks, as always, to Bart Swain, Corporate Trip, Austin Controllers for their help with the podcast each day. Until next time, this is Jim Rosenhouse. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.